BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, yes, living the dream once again here on a fully loaded college football Saturday. This is Fox Football Saturday, and we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there in unmatched selection. Fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, as always, a lot to do in a very short amount of time as we bring you up to date on everything going on in the college football season. And, of course, we get you ready for a big NFL Sunday as well. Jeff is back. And uh, unlike last week, Jeff, uh, your ducks are off today. Meanwhile, I'm watching my UCLA Bruins self-destruct for much of this game, but now they have regained the lead uh, against Washington State. So uh, this is the price you pay when you have a, a freshman quarterback. UCLA was leading 9-3. to They had a third and goal at the five-yard line of Washington State right before the half, and he throws a pick six. And yeah, uh, those are the had, things that happen with freshman quarterbacks. Do you know how UCLA first half minus two and, two and a half is his best bet this week? <laughs> this guy. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm not I'm never getting over that. That, that is that 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 is that is torturous. Like that that like is I, I I can't live that down ever. Like I just can't like All right, well let's take let's take you in the moment. All right. So UCLA's leading nine to three. They're driving down the field. It looks like after a by the way, two consecutive games now that on his opening drive, uh, you know, Dante Moore has thrown yeah. an interception. For those who don't know, Useless quarterback, he's a five-star kid. It's He's a true freshman. and He, he played, committed to Oregon. Yes. Yeah, he committed to Oregon. He left when uh, ROC left, and he uh, you know, rotated the first couple of games, started game three, then went to Utah, 
had a tough go of it in Utah. They scored seven points in offense, and he, he gave seven points away. Now he's after a bye. They're playing Washington State this weekend. Right, and and this was the last time UCLA and Washington State play. The final score was 67-63. Yes, it was that classic game. Yeah. So it was the all-time game, right? And uh, this game, very different. UCLA's defense, outstanding. I mean, Washington State came in with the sixth-ranked offense in the country. UCLA's defense doing the job. Uh, but the offense, uh, after that early interception, it looked like Dante Moore had sort of gotten things under control. And again, up 9-3, you know, final seconds of the half, third and five, and you're counting the money, right? I mean, it's you're, no, you're I'm in. counting the money, but I'm, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I, I, my, 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 my process was right. I got, I got another one right. And he throws a pick six. Can you, can you take us through that moment in the world of Jeff Schwartz? So not only a pick six, it was a guy like coming free off the edge, a blitzer who jumped up and caught a pass. Yeah. Like, like it wasn't like someone had jumped a route or a tip ball. He was just free off the edge like we always see. Guys open the flat for a touchdown. And the play before, Dante Moore missed another guy open for a touchdown. I actually, so, you know, Pac-12 Network for me, um, I have, uh, you know, it's on my app. I don't have Pac-12. Uh, and I was, I got some text messages before the play ended, before I saw the play happen. So, like, I got like, oh my God, I'm sorry for you. You know, that's a brutal beat. So, I, didn't, I, I knew the play was coming. Um, silence, Steve. So, just sitting there silently. Because, you know, you're going to have bad beats as part of it. But, you know, when, when you end up, um, you know, correctly predicting sort of how a game is going to go, um, you know, it, uh, it's uh, it's upsetting when it doesn't go that way because of one poor play at the end of it. I mean, again, like, he drops the ball, he gets tackled, he doesn't even catch it. Like, whatever it is, you'll win the wager, and instead, you, you, you know, you uh, you lose the wager. But um, Well, so I mean, the, the argument is, is that you were right in your prediction. It's just that circumstances played yeah. against you. I mean, you it's sort of how, you know, like today, <laughs> earlier today, uh, Missouri was getting – anywhere from six to four and a half points, depending on where, where you got that number at against uh, LSU this morning, right? The game was at 12 Eastern. They were within that number, so they were either winning the whole time or within four points for 59 minutes and I think like 37 seconds. Then LSU had a pick six on the final play <laughs> of the game and LSU wins by 10 and they cover. Like that's, that you just, that's, Harder wagering, yeah, oh, beats. That, this is why I don't wager. Um, we've had a an interesting day today. It really started with that Oklahoma Texas game. Ooh, what a game! That was a tremendous game. I mean, back and forth, just the intensity uh, of that uh, crowd. Of course, last year an embarrassment game, and so this was uh, a game that we expected that was going to be tight. Both teams undefeated, but it was Oklahoma that ultimately prevailed. I mean, I, I'm thinking going in, all right, Sark's got things going at Texas. Ewers is playing pretty well. Then Ewers throws two picks in the first quarter, and it's like, what the heck is going on? They came back, but too little, too late. Any surprise uh, where Oklahoma is right now? I mean, talk about flying under the radar after an offseason last year for Oklahoma and beginning their post-Lincoln Riley era. They're undefeated right now. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I thought that Texas up in the trenches would be able to win this game. Um, and they, they just didn't, it, it was disappointing, um, that, uh, it just was disappointing that it ended up not, not, uh, you know, not happening, uh, the way that I thought Texas would, would, uh, would be up front. Right. And again, like they, they just kind of didn't play offensive line, defensive line, 
Well, I thought that, but and credit Oklahoma for, for being more physical, for bringing it. You know, Quinn Ewers had some bad interceptions, um, some bad plays. And Oklahoma in the end, I mean, Dylan Gabriel, that, that touchdown pass was was just marvelous. He sat in that pocket, mm-hmm. sat in that pocket, sat in that pocket, and then boom, found uh, found a guy. And um, it was uh, it was awesome. I, and look, last season, Brett Venables did not have a good year, right? Uh, we know that, the, the head coach of Oklahoma. And... Um, you know, everyone sort of decided to dance on his grave. And all I say sometimes when it comes to these discussions, Steve, is like, let's just give a guy a second year. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Like, like, give him one more year. Um, and I get that the pressure, there's a lot of pressure there, and there's a lot of, of, of that, I get that. But to me, it was like, guy is very successful as a defensive coordinator at Clemson for all these years. He's been waiting for this opportunity for all these years. He finally got a, an opportunity. He recruited great players to Clemson. Just give him a year. And look at this. They're, they're undefeated. They're on track to make to, for a playoff berth, in my opinion, as of right now. Might not might that might not be that way, you know, in three or four weeks. But they have obviously the the uh, the tiebreaker now against Texas for the Big Twelve championship game. So like they they're playing good football, and we just got to give coaches Steve more than a year one time. Like like it's okay to just you know it might take some time. In, 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 in one year, and Brent, uh, Brent Venables has his team playing well. So, uh, speaking of coaches, Nick Saban is finding ways. Uh, they were trailing much of this game against AM, but right now the Crimson Tide leading Texas AM 24 to 17 into the fourth quarter right now. This is an Alabama team that has 12 yards rushing in this game. 12 yards rushing. Milrow, though, this is the amazing thing about this young quarterback, right? So he had a a run of punt, 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 interception. Now they've had back-to-back touchdown drives. Milrow is now thrown for 285 yards, three touchdowns. So he's beginning to, and and, and again, eyeball test. This is what I go by, you know, Jeff. You can look at the numbers all day. I'm watching the kid, right? And he seems to get a a little bit of of an understanding of what they're trying to do offensively. Offensively, but if the Tide wins this game, this will be a huge win on the road. Obviously, against Texas A&M, it would once again reemphasize the point that even if you don't have, you know, again four consecutive quarterbacks that are all current starters in the NFL, and now you don't have that kind of quarterback. At least it doesn't look like you have that kind of quarterback. Coaching can still make a difference. Nick Saban still has it. He he does, um, and you know it's it's impressive to see the way they played so far today. Obviously, one quarter left now; they're up by a touchdown. Um, you know, I think you know a lot of us looked at this game. I thought A and M would win. I, I still might, you know, they still might win. Obviously, there's still a lot of time left. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Alabama has less talent than they've had in previous years. It's very clear, right? Especially at, at quarterback, I mean, offensive line hasn't been as good. They don't have a Will Anderson, right? They don't have a you know a, a, a Devonte Smith and a Waddle and a Jerry Judy, like they don't have those guys, right? But what they do have is a team that still has talented football players, a team that, as to your point, is still well coached, and they're going to be in a lot of these games just for the, you know, just for those reasons, right? Is their ability to just uh, be well coached and to be in the right place, make the right plays, tackle, do do things that that you know that 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 should be done if you're a good football team. And it goes back to your point, coaching. Finding ways to run an offense with a quarterback who is, you know, Milrose, okay, Steve, right? I mean, it's okay. He's not great, but he, he has enough physical ability to throw. He had he had a deep throw to burn earlier that was great. Like he's he has some throws that are really good, um, and they just make it work around him. And look, this team's not winning a championship this year, in my opinion. But 
they're batting their butts off on the road against you know an AM team that um, you know is just as talented as them. I think. All right, so they forced a fourth down situation for AM yeah. fourth and six. I don't know if AM is going to go for it. We got twelve minutes to go in the fourth quarter there. Meanwhile, UCLA scored again. So UCLA now leads Washington State 25-17 to yeah. inside the 12-minute mark in the fourth quarter in that game. By the way, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection, one-place bundle, and save at Progressive.com. We will continue to update you on all the college football action, but you also have to get you ready for NFL Sunday. Coming up on the other side, our Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider, He'll give us all the info we need. Adam Kaplan joins us. This is Fox Football Saturday. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two receivers to the right. Bruins behind by five. Keegan Jones motions towards the backfield. Takes the football. Scissoring forward to the five, to the four, to the three, two, one. Touchdown, UCLA. They're back on top. That's Josh Lewin from Learfield right there. UCLA leading Washington State 25 to 17. They have the ball inside 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter there. Welcome. Here we are. It is Fox Football Saturday. Steve Hartman and Jeff Schwartz with you. We're coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. And football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio every Sunday morning beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific for Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. Brian No. Batman right there, Jeff Schwartz, and professional better Bill Crack Krakenberger will have you covered three hours before kickoff every Sunday morning. Listen to Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We get ready for week five in the National Football League. Some buys this week, so a few teams are off this weekend, but it's still a fully loaded schedule. And what better way to kick it off than bringing in our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, Adam Kaplan. And Adam, I want to start with the team you're closest to. That would be the Philadelphia Eagles. We have two undefeated teams left, and everyone thinks there's light years difference between the way the 49ers are playing and the way the Eagles are playing and all of a sudden I'm listening around Eagles on the road against the Rams and man I'm hearing a lot of people predicting a Ram upset Cooper Cup is back obviously Puka Naku has been an unbelievable uh, rookie fine for the Rams right now Stafford's playing well but let's get back to the Eagles where is this Eagle team right now and when are things going to start clicking the way we saw at the end of last year? Well, well last week, guys, their offense really took off, particularly the passing game. The running game has been pretty good since week two. But the passing game took off under Jalen Hurts. And what I was told was more decisive, not waiting for someone to break open, not dropping his eyes. He's just, he just felt better. Uh, their, their, lines had, their offensive line blocked well. was not a problem. And he took care of business, so that was good to see. Now, but the problem with this football team is not the offense, guys. Going forward, they've got major issues in their, their secondary. Their nickel corner, Avante Maddox, is out through at least the regular season with torn pectoral muscle. Uh, they don't really have a natural slot. They moved James Bradbury in last week. It didn't go well against Washington. Curtis Samuel did very well, who's the commander's slot receiver. And you also saw him do well during Thursday night's loss to the Bears. So they've got problems, guys. They just don't have that guy. So what they did is... They signed Bradley Roby, who was re- released by the Saints in the preseason. They brought him, they worked him out on Tuesday. He was the only player the Eagles worked out. They signed him to their practice squad, and they elevated him today, and he'll play tomorrow, presumably in the, the slot, because, man, Jeff knows this is an NFL player. When you don't have a good slot corner, teams are going to take advantage of it, and so far that's happened. Um, looking around uh, at some big games tomorrow, uh, the Sunday night football game is Cowboys-Niners. feels yeah. like a, a big spot for the Cowboys here, right? You know, if you want to compete in the NFC, you have to go through the Niners. How important is it for this group to play well and win this game for Mike McCarthy tomorrow night? Well, look, they got off to this great start. We, we all know that. Uh, and then the, the reality is that this is, the, this is the kind of game that you go, okay, here's where we're at. I know coaches don't like to do that, but personnel people do. They, they kind of see where, 
they want to see what the roster looks like against the better opponent. And the Niners right now are going to be the NFL's best team. They're so consistent. Uh, they're also, by the way, the, one of the healthiest teams. That, that's, that's huge for them because last year they had a lot of injury issues. They, this year they don't. They're not down any starters. Now, I'm, I'm very interested to see what Dan Quinn does here, their defense coordinator, because he plays a lot of man coverage, very aggressive. And we know what Kyle Shanahan does, a lot of pre-snap motion. They're gonna, they'll, they'll wind up having the most pre-snap motion of any NFL team again. So that's going to come here. And remember now, Trayvon Diggs is out for the season, the Cowboys' best corner. How do the Niners take advantage of that? That's something I'm looking forward to seeing in this game. I like to talk about Saints-Patriots. I mean, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Oh, they're not there Yeah, anymore. they're gone. Yeah. Um, the Saints have four offensive touchdowns in four weeks. That hasn't happened to start a season since Archie Manning was the quarterback of the Saints. <laughs> and the less said about the Patriots' offense, the better. Coming off the worst Belichick loss of all time. They benched, obviously, Mac Jones. Uh, he will be starting today. They've lost both their home games I just want to sort of focus on the Patriots because they seem like a team because all the hype, Bill O'Brien's going to revive the mm-hmm. offense. They're averaging less than 14 points a game. Uh, are, are we on the verge of a complete Patriots collapse or can Belichick find a way to hold this thing together? Well, Steve, Jones played very well in week one against the Eagles. Uh, had by far his best game of the season, but it's been severely downhill since then. As you mentioned, Billy Zappi bench, uh, took over for him. Uh, and and it, look, Zappi's a backup. I mean, they know this. This was they brought him back. You know, remember Zappi? They actually cut and then brought back as their backup. It's kind of a weird deal. But the bottom line is that Mac Jones goes, the club goes. Now the other problem is they've got severe injury issues on defense. Their best corner, Christian Zales, the rookie, suffered a torn labrum. He's out at least through the regular season. And then Matthew Judon's got this biceps injury. He's going to be out a while. Who's their best pass rusher? That's why they brought back J.C. Jackson from the Chargers, who, was a, who started his career with them and did very well. But they're, they're in dire straits here. They're, they're just not a very good football team. They can't move the football, as you were talking about. Their offensive line, by the way, has had a lot of injury issues since week one. It's been a problem. They keep having guys out and going with backups. That's not good. They're a team that's in transition here. But to what, guys? This could be the downfall. Look, I, I've always avoided saying this when Brady left. So let's just see how it goes, and obviously it's not going well right now. And I, I don't see a turnaround, quite frankly, with, with the roster that they have. I'm very happy Jonathan Taylor got paid by the Colts yeah. today. He's back in uniform. He will play tomorrow. But, yep. Adam, this discussion about running back value I find to just be so tedious. Like, are we done with this now? Like, I know Saquon will be a free agent after this year, so maybe yeah. we're going to have a discussion again. But it's just a no one wins in that discussion, right? Like, it just seems like it's tedious and – Sort of a waste of time to continue to talk about, right? Well, look, and I haven't got the breakdown. I know that it's reported $14 million a year, but as you know, that's just coming from generally from the agents, so we have to actually see what the money looks like. But $14 million a year is actually much better than uh, a lot of people thought he could get or any back could get. But overall, at least it's not like $10 million or $11 million a year. Uh, they did him right. And, and here's the thing, though, before we move on to the next subject here. you got to give... Um, Jim Irsay credit here because, you know, he was the one who said we're not, we're not even going to extend his contract. And Chris Ballard kept the co- communication open with the agent. And Chris, as I understand it, never wanted to trade Taylor. This is this guy who's been a terrific player, very good person off the field. Although Taylor wanted to be traded because he wasn't going to get a deal, he also knew that there was not a very good market. This is not a secret in league circles. There was very little market for Taylor in terms of what he can get uh, in an extension. And that's the problem. So, yeah. The, to to go where Jeff is going here, yeah, the, the running back market will never be what it once was. In fact, 
No one has come close since that deal that McCaffrey got at 17 million a year three years ago. It's amazing. A week ago, we were talking about the aftermath of that 70 to 20 Dolphins beat down of the Broncos. Like, uh, are the Broncos that bad? Are the Dolphins <laughs> that good? Uh, Broncos bounced back, looked awful early against the Bears, and then engineered that come from behind win. And meanwhile, the Dolphins got beat down mercilessly uh, by the Buffalo Bills. The Dolphins are hosting the Giants. Are the Giants and Daniel Jones this bad? And if they are, what happened? There's several things. First of all, their offensive line's been banged up since since day one. Their left tackle, Andrew Thomas, who's one of the elite left tackles in the league, he had a setback, uh, not this Friday, the Friday before. They thought that he was actually going to play in last week's game, but he had a setback, so he's down. He didn't do anything this week. They don't have an exact timeline for him to return. Then two of their interior linemen, unfortunately, got hurt in this last game. <laughs> On the uh, on the uh, the tush push play, that, that, that so they're down three <laughs> offensive linemen. They're down their their star running back Barkley, uh, or at least right now. Now he's got a chance to play, but it's a high ankle sprain. You know, I guess the reporting on that was wrong. It, he he confirmed it's actually a high ankle sprain, so that's a problem. And by the way, you asked about Daniel Jones. He needs a running game. Some quarterbacks don't. He absolutely needs a running game. It's got to start with Barkley. They don't really have a chance. And you know what the other thing is? This has been under discussed. Their defense has been terrible. The lack of turnovers. It's yeah. they're the they're, they're the lowest in the NFL in turnover, turnovers forced. We're talking about Don Wink Martindale here, guys. That's the underdiscussed story is how bad their defense has been. The Bengals are on the road to Arizona. We know that Joe Burrow's calf is sort of hampering the offense. They're one yep. and three. This is a must win for them. But you know the the Burrow calf injury. I feel like is one of those that's just not going to get better this season. Is there a plan at some point to try to get him some rest um, and maybe you know some uh, a winnable game here and there? Because I feel like this is going to be lingering all season long here. Yeah, well, they have a bye week coming up in week seven, and that's right, what yeah. their hope is to keep him off his feet. But here's the problem with, with, with calf strains. He has a right calf strain. That's his push off leg that, for right hand thrower. You you really can't get it right. I was told unless you sit four or five weeks. Uh, if you're a quarterback and it's your, you know, it's the leg that you throw off of. So, Jeff, to answer your question, no, I know, I know he's off the injury report, but that doesn't tell you that it's not bothering him. Yeah, is it better? Yes. And Burrow did say this is the best he's felt all season, but it's not going to get normal. And their offense has been pitiful. It's dropped off. Their defense is sort of hanging in there. Their secondary is not very good. They, they, look, they, they were terrible, uh, obviously, last week at Tennessee. They just didn't play well overall. They don't have the kind of defense that could shut anyone down, and that's the problem. They also, by the way, have some, in, some new injuries on defense that popped up yesterday. So that's a problem. And I'll tell you what, the Cardinals can be, are, are capable of beating anyone. They are, I know their record stinks, but they're super competitive. I did not see this at all under John McGannon, their head coach. They don't have a lot of talent, but they play very hard. And that's the word from the teams that play them. Like they kind of, I think some teams kind of slept on them, and it almost is, it's kind of one of these things where, yeah, they're not going to go to the playoffs, but they're going to give teams a, a, a tough struggle. All right, one final thing here. So we, you mentioned the Cardinals. Obviously, yeah. preseason predictions had the Cardinals the overwhelming favorite in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, but I agree with that. I think Cardinals are much better than people thought they were going to be. Dobbs has played well. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the Bears finally get off to Schneid. They, they look good. In fact, the last couple of games, Fields has played extremely well, which leaves one mm. winless team. That would be the Carolina Panthers. And with all due respect to Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson, at least early, have looked a lot better than Bryce Young. Imagine this, the Carolina Panthers with the number one overall pick in the draft. I know that's a long way away. Go the Bears, though. 
Yeah, once in the Well, past, I mean, right. again, so if the Panthers <laughs> have the number one overall pick the year yeah. after taking Bryce Young, do you pass on Caleb Williams? Are they okay with Bryce Young? I know it's awfully early right now, but the way Stroud's been playing, the way Richardson's been playing, question marks? Well, they don't have the pick. Yeah, it, it's conveyed to the Bears. Um, but yeah. no, l- let's put it this way, though, with Bryce Young. He did have the ankle injury, did miss a game. They're going to see this through. They think they have a good enough group around them. Their offensive line's got problems. They're not protecting well. Iguana, the left tackle, has not been great. Uh, they're down, actually, another lineman. It's, it's, they can't run the ball. Miles Sanders does not look good, uh, though he'll play this week with his groin injury. Now, they played a Lions team, by the way. who's going to have Jameson Williams make his debut of the season. I know talking to the Lions, they cannot wait to get him out there. He'll play tomorrow. They're not going to have uh, Amon Ross St. Brown as their best receiver, but... Yeah, it, it doesn't look good. There's no doubt. Now, what the, Andy Dalton, by the way, looked great against Seattle. He, he, put up, he had a monster game a couple weeks ago when Young didn't play. But no, they're, they're going to see this through. I mean, look, Stroud has looked tremendous. I mean, he's looked awesome. There's no question about it. Way better than probably anyone expected. And Richardson, the completion percentage doesn't look good, but he's made some great throws so far. You just got to see this through, and they're yeah. going to do that. But they're obviously way worse than we expected. Yeah, I'm not a huge Frank Reich head coach fan. That's just me. That's just me. Uh, I don't know if that was the right hire for Carolina with a young quarterback like Bryce Young. All right. Well, as always, you've gotten us ready for the weekend, Adam. We're ready to roll. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, buddy. That is uh, Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. All right. Let's find out what is trending right now. Martin's here. Martin's good to see you, man. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate this is like a, a regular Saturday gig for you now. Uh, it's as regular as Dan Byer keeps asking <laughs> if I can do it on Saturday from 11 to 5. I'll be here Pacific yeah. time. Double duty. I love it. Number five, Florida State with a 32 to 17 lead at the uh, midway through the fourth quarter there versus Virginia Tech. Number 11, Alabama, 24 to 17 midway through the fourth quarter there at uh, Texas A&M. And number 14, North Carolina, 40, Syracuse, 7 midway through the fourth. Tez Walker playing in his first game for the Tar Heels. Six catches, 43 yards for him. And UCLA leads number 13, Washington State, 25 to 17. That is late in the fourth quarter. Earlier today, number 12, Oklahoma upset number three, Texas, 34 to 30. Number four, Ohio State beat Maryland by 20, 37 to 17. And number 23, LSU. In a game that was closer than the final score indicated, they won on the road 49 to 39 versus number 21, Missouri. In the baseball right now, in the bottom of the sixth inning, Houston has a 5 0 lead as the Twins and the Astros play game one of their uh, ALDS series. On the other side, the Rangers beat the Orioles 3 2. They now have a 1 0 lead in the ALDS. On the National League side, the Braves and the Rangers take it on right now. In the the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. We see them later on in a little bit. That's game. All of those will be game ones in the NFL. The Colts and Jonathan Taylor. They agreed to a three-year, forty-two million-dollar contract with twenty-six million guaranteed. Expect to see him out there Sunday versus the Titans. Uh, in the Packers and Raiders game, we have a few questionable guys listed. Packers running back Aaron Jones is listed as questionable, and Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams the same status. His shoulders hurt, and the Bills activate pass rusher Von Miller off of PUP ahead of the game versus the Jaguars in London. He is expected to play on a pitch count. Back to you, Steve and Jeff. Hi, Martin. Thank you very much. Once again, this is Fox Football Saturday. Hartman and Shorts with you. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. By the way, this UCLA-Washington State game, you talk about weird stats. UCLA has outgained Washington State in this game. Some of these stats are mind-boggling. It's so like they've outgained like 150, right? It's 473 <laughs> to 195. First yeah. downs are 23 to 11. 
Washington State has four turnovers. UCLA has two. Washington yeah. State is one for 11 and third downs, and it's still a one-score game. Yeah, 25-17, 345 left. It's on the Pac-12 network. It's thrilling. Um, what's funny is Colorado-Arizona State's going to start uh, early before the end of this game because of, of the time it has to be on. What I want to understand, what I want to know is uh, who's the next Texas A&M coach going to be? Uh, do, do you have an opinion on who's going to uh, be? Because this well, was the game for well, yeah. Jimbo yeah. to take advantage of A&M, of Alabama being a little bit not what they've been in the past, and they have just pooed down their leg. Well, I mean, when you think about Jimbo at Florida State, right, after the national championship run, after the Jameis Winston two seasons, I mean, they went downhill. I mean, I, I you know, A&M threw a boatload of money. I mean, record numbers to get Jimbo Fisher to run the show. And they're a middle-of-the-pack team in the SEC right now. So I agree with you. I mean, I, I don't know which way they go. Uh, you know, when LSU went out and got, uh, you know, Brian Kelly, I was sort of like, mm, see how that goes. That was a huge win on the road today for LSU. Woof. If a uh, wins this game, they basically go to the SEC championship game. Yeah. Like they have a, like a free a free run in the West. Well, right now, they now they're down nine and Alabama has the ball. Although Milroy just got uh, yeah, but, sacked right now, but, yeah, but you're right. I mean, I mean, it's it's yeah, not when you working like Johnson we thought. Play, when you watch Max Johnson play, you're not like, well, they're going to come back at this game. <laughs> yeah. So uh, twenty six seventeen, Alabama leads. Four minutes, clock is ticking in that game. Hey, I want to get back to the Carolina situation because you're close yeah. to it there. So, um, like you like you mentioned, uh, Carolina didn't even have their pick. That yeah. that goes to the Bears. By the way, either the Bears or Carolina. Yeah, yeah, you know, what if if Justin Fields plays? Well, he's played really well the last couple of weeks. I mean, you can't blame him for he's what played, happened against Denver. He, he's yeah, but the second half they scored only seven points. I right? understand, I mean, but he put up three touchdowns in a quarter and then threw he, four touchdown looking, passes. He's on looking Thursday. a little better. I will. I'm with you there. I don't know if he's right. Going to turn into a franchise quarterback. He's had like almost 30 starts now. All right. So if the Bears do end up with the number one overall pick, you still take Caleb Williams. Regardless of your quarterback situation, if Caleb Williams is on the board, you have to take Caleb Williams, right? Absolutely. You can't Ryan pass Polson, on him. The GM did not draft Justin Fields. You cannot pass on you No, know, there's no chance. No chance. Uh, what's going on in Carolina? Any buyer's remorse of Bryce Young? Uh, I don't think yet, but I do think that, you know, the issues that. You are concerned with Bryce Young have showed themselves a little bit. But again, you know, he has no one to throw to, mm-hmm. right? And the offensive line hasn't played as well. Just like I said to start the show about, about you know, Brett Venables, like giving the Oklahoma coach more than a year. Like, let's give Caleb Williams, not Caleb Williams, Bryce Young, more than four games before we decide whether right. or not he's good, I know, right? I understand. I, I, and I, look, but I mean, the, the fact is C.J. Stroud has looked looks really, good. really good. Look, I, I think And better had, each week, by yeah. the way. I think if you had – so the thing with C.J. Stroud, right, he started two seasons. Right. His, basically his best game ever was the Georgia game that mm-hmm. he lost in, yes. the, in, in the SEC Championship game. And he was me, in the, brilliant in, in, in the playoff. Yeah. He was great. That was a different quarterback than we had seen his entire Ohio State career. Well, he was mobile in that game. Right. He and we've not run. seen that before. Right. And so – I think if it, the the question for me about Stroud was like, what are we getting? Right? Are, are we getting sort of the you know the the running quarterback, the confident quarterback that we saw against Georgia? Are we getting what we saw in 
previously, right? And what's pretty interesting about that is like Justin Herbert's a good parallel because at Oregon, he did not run the football until the last two games of his career there. Like they told him, you can't run the right. football his final season. Comes the NFL, much different quarterback. I think if Stroud had played the Georgia game over two seasons, he would have been the first pick of the draft, right? But he hadn't shown that yet. So I understand the Panthers going for the sure thing. And there are many things that Bryce Young does really well pre-snap. I think there's there's many reasons why you'd make him the franchise quarterback. And I'm, and I'm not saying you have to go away from him and, and just ditch him already. But I think that the, the, the discussion about who to draft would have been much different if Stroud had played sort of the, the Georgia game you know, 12 times, right? And he just hadn't done that yet. And so it's not a surprise to me Stroud's, Stroud's playing well. Um, the surprise, I think, is that the Panthers and Bryce Young are not playing as well. So I was in Phoenix this week, and I'm listening to a uh, Cardinals show, right? Yeah. And they're gaga over Dobbs. I mean, they're, they're gaga over him. I mean, it, it, they, in, in some ways, they were sort of dismissing the final score against the 49ers because it was a pretty competitive game until late. And obviously, Christian McCaffrey is, yeah. I mean, in my opinion, the league's MVP right now. Um, but um, they they weren't even talking. I mean, we remember this. The Vegas over-under on wins was four and a half for the mm-hmm. Cardinals. Yeah. Oh, Every yeah. other team in the league was at least six and yeah. a half. I mean, they yeah. were clearly the worst team. But after their convincing win against the Cowboys and, and playing competitively against the 49ers, yeah. I'm trying to figure this out. I mean, records aside, through the first quarter of the season, who's the worst-looking team in this league? Is it the Giants? Yes, it has to be, right? For the expectations, yeah. Uh, the Patriots are up there, too, by the way. What do you think the Giants would do if they had the first overall pick? <laughs> the Jeff Caleb Williams. I mean, you just gave $40 million Jones, has one, Jones has one year left on that sort of like, you know. Right, right, right. After right, two right. years. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, UCLA's defense, buddy? Yeah. Cool. That, like. Are they they uh they're pretty good. Um, uh, they just stopped Washington a fourth and one. They're going to win the game. This was a use. This a Washington State team came in. Look what Washington State did against the Oregon State defense, which yeah, was considered one of the best uh, in the in the in the conference. But the UCLA, this might be the single best defensive performance considering the opposition we've seen on display in the Pac-12 this year. Oh yeah, especially with you know really what UCLA has been over the years with uh, yeah. with Chip Kelly. I think A and M just scored. So we got a lot of a lot of action here. All right, this is like your this like your show with uh, with Rich on Sundays, <laughs> the Red Zone Radio. Oh, it was we what a Sunday we had last week. Oh man, we had a couple overtime games. Things were going nuts all uh, last week. All right, on on the other side, by the way, next hour take full advantage as usual Jeff in the house which means we're going to break down a lot of the NFL games we're not he's not going to give away all his picks you got to wait till uh, tomorrow morning for that but he's going to give us a little taste of this but on the other side I got an update on the Heisman where do I stand one two three you'll find out this is Fox Football Saturday witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, 
even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Steve Harbin, Jeff Schwartz. This is Fox Football Saturday. We are coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. All right, it's that time. Hey, let's go. Countdown commenced. Heisman Watch. Three, two, one. Well, it's a little known fact that I have a Heisman vote. <clears throat> I don't call a lot of attention to it, except every time I have a chance to say it, I will say it. Very proud to have a Heisman vote. When are you going to get a Heisman vote, Jeff? I don't get it. Do you know that I, I have done Pacto Radio for five years, and they didn't even give me a vote for for uh, like preseason polls? What? Yeah, I never got a vote. I never voted anything. Right? All right. Well, I, I'm, I'm working on it. It's very, very difficult to get a Heisman vote. because the a thousand only way, people that vote. Yeah, it's uh, actually there's 870 media members. That's it. There's 870. There's six uh, regions with 145 votes in each region. The only way to lose your vote is to move out of the state, so to speak, professionally that you work in or die. I mean, that's pretty much the only way to actually lose your vote. Can you will yours to me? <laughs> I do have a lot of years on you. So uh, I, I will, you know, I have a lot of friends, uh, you know, our buddy uh, Petros Papadakis, yeah. another guy who's like, you know, how, how can I get one of these Heisman votes? Petro, you know, Petros needs one. Actually, needs one. I got my vote from Pat Hayden, who neither died nor left, but he became the athletic director at USC yeah. and he had to forfeit his vote. Uh, and so I'd like to thank Pat for my current Heisman vote. All right, so what I do each week is I update you on where I stand, one, two, three, in the Heisman race. This is my current number three. Two wideouts left, one to the right. Bow with a stamp. Quick throw over. Franklin, he'll get there. Touchdown, Troy Franklin. Jerry Allen from Learfield right there. Bo Nix. 
of Oregon has cracked the top three, coming off his 27-32, 290-yard, four-touchdown, zero-pick performance against Stanford. Bo Nix, Oregon quarterback, is my wow. current number okay. three. Here is my current number two. Old dynamite. And they'll throw it toward the end zone again. Caught Jack Westover again. Touchdown. In a flash, Jack Westover sets the ball down and celebrates with his teammates after his second touchdown catch of the ball game. And the Huskies are humiliating Michigan State in their own stadium. That's Tony Casserzoni there from Learfield as Michael Penix. Last week's number one drops to number two. 30 of 40, 363 yards and a road win against Arizona. He did not have a touchdown pass nor an interception in that game. So he drops to two, meaning this guy is the current number one. Caleb Williams over the middle. Touchdown. Guess who? Brendan Rice again. Seventh receiving touchdown of the season. Trojans Radio Network, Caleb Williams, the reigning Heisman winner last week on the road against Colorado, 30 of 40, 403 yards, six touchdowns, and his first pick. Now, on the surface here, you're saying, hold on. You got two Pac-12 guys, and you have three Pac-12 quarterbacks. Well, these three quarterbacks combined are, first of all, they're 15-0. and 0. Um, they have combined this year, Jeff, 52 touchdown passes and four picks combined so far. So when you look at team success and the numbers of these three quarterbacks, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great quarterbacks out there, but these three so yeah. far have checked every single box to get into my current top three. And then Washington, Oregon play next weekend, so yep. we get a little bit of a mm-hmm. of a maybe a, a Heisman elimination game between between those two. And then Washington, USC play in a month, and Oregon, USC play in a month. Um, so there is uh, there's a lot of, of football still left to be played between all those quarterbacks. They're playing well, man. I mean, I think right now Caleb Williams is, as you mentioned, is the leader. Um, that feels consensus right now, right? I mean, Drake May has opportunities the next couple weeks against Miami. Uh, he looked good today as in North Carolina. But here's but the it, problem, Jeff, with Caleb Williams, is that defense. I mean, yeah, that, but, that, that game against Colorado, I don't know which way you were leaning in that game, but it you know, looked uh, like it was going to be an absolute USC yeah. blowout. Uh, and it was anything but at the end of the game that this USC yeah. defense but it looks Caleb worse Williams. every week. Yeah, but what it but for Caleb Williams, yeah, what it does it gives him more opportunities to have the ball. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> I, more, I honestly thought he was going to put up like seven or eight touchdowns, and it, it gives him more of opportunity to have to win games for USC. Yeah, it's not great for like, it's not great for um, you know. Um, what would you say, like the you know the overall wins and losses of the team, right? Well, I and again that always plays into, especially with quarterbacks. We don't hold the same standard for other positions. You know, running back if the guy just has ridiculous numbers, we don't have a running back like that this year. I mean, I'm always looking for alternatives to quarterbacks, but I mean this year, I mean we've just seen quarterback play going. It's hard to believe another level. So team success. I mean, if USC loses two or three games this year. It's going to be very hard, no matter what kind of numbers Caleb Williams puts out there, to win the Heisman Trophy. I, we did last year, right? Basically, but I also think. Well, I almost, I, I almost see, switched I my pick at the end. I mean, I Duggan could have gotten my vote if if TCU had won that Big yeah. Twelve championship game and gone undefeated. Duggan would have gotten my vote. 
I think that there's there's also to my in my opinion there's also an absence of someone else who has taken hold of that award right now. Right. And that's that's part of it as well. And, and we've seen years where we're at this point of the season where the eventual winner's not even on the radar. I, mean, I go back to Carson Palmer's year. Like early in the year, they lost a couple of games. No one was talking about him. Then he got hot at the end of the year. Just a couple of years ago, Bryce Young, we were sort of all on the bubble until that SEC championship yeah. game. All right, coming up in the next hour, we're going to get into a very busy Sunday in the NFL. Keep it right here. This is Fox Football Saturday. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Rolling along on a very busy college football Saturday, Fox Football Saturday. Steve Hartman and Jeff Schwartz with you. By the way, we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So Texas A&M comes up short. Alabama finds a way to win on the road in front of the 12th man. As you mentioned earlier, it was a big game for Jimbo, and he could not beat his mentor. 
he couldn't, and, and it was for a lot of reasons that were his fault. Um, poor clock management, poor decision with with field goals, not being aggressive, uh, weird timeout usage at the end there. Uh, I saw the stat uh, on social media. It's, it's pretty wild, man. Um, and they play at the end of the, the of the telecast interview. Nick Saban. Nick Saban, as the head coach of Alabama, is one hundred fifteen and one versus unranked opponents at start of two of two thousand eight. So he, he beats everyone he should all the time. Yes, that's insane. You know how hard that is. How many upsets we see all the time. And uh, I guess it's after his second season, uh, starting his second season. Yeah, start um, with the second season. Crazy, he, in, uh, insane numbers. Um, Jimbo Fisher has to go. The question is, you know. Well, how sexy is that A&M job? I mean, they've um, invested I mean, a lot of money, and obviously they went I mean, out and really. I mean, they're dropping, they're dropping, their recruiting is good. So that, that, yeah. that obviously, that's the first start, right? Talent acquisition is very important. Um, you're in the SEC, obviously. You're in, you're a tough you're a tough conference, but now again, the Big Ten's going to be super tough. It was weird seeing that schedule um, came out yesterday with the with the new Pac-12 members uh, in the in the fold. Well, how does uh, how does AM affected by Texas joining the SEC? Uh, I don't think very much. I mean, they're going to play a little bit. I, I don't. I don't. It shouldn't matter in recruiting, in my opinion. Um, so. It's an attractive job because I think you have the support of the administration, the boosters, to be really good. There's just a a, a high level of of winning expected there, and I've mentioned this many times not on this show but on other shows. Um, I, I'm gonna look it up right now to make sure that I have the right number here. But Texas A&M has won double digit games mm-hmm. twice since 1994. Right. Like they don't win as much as they project themselves as winning, um, and that's why I think to your point about the job being tough is that you know it's and by the way that that's really the cutoff of when they joined the Big Twelve. By the way, they were in the SWAC and they went to the Big Twelve. Um, is that uh, you know you, expectations matter a lot when it comes to how people view your record, right? Your wins and losses. You know, for example, Colorado, had th- you know, three and a half wins. They win today against ASU. They have four wins. Oh, my God. Dion, and Dion is doing a great job. But, you know, so if you go there, just know what the expectations are. You need to win double-digit games and, w- and win the conference. And that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> no. In fact, if you think about AM's best run, it was with R.C. Slocum back in the day. In yeah, fact, I look the, back from 91 the, and 94. The swag, right? Yeah, they had... Four consecutive uh, double-digit win seasons back when he played an 11-game schedule. So, mm. I mean, they had some really good seasons back in the day. But, I, I, again, I just don't know if a name coach is like, oh, yeah, I'm begging to go to Texas A&M, especially yeah. with Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC next year. Now, of course, you could luck into finding that rising star coach I mean, is there any is there any coach that maybe is like that coached? I mean, like back in the Lincoln Riley days and stuff like that. That just sort of sitting there, yeah. waiting for that opportunity. Where if he There's jumped a couple, to A&M suddenly, There's a couple come to mind. Um, Washington's offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama tried to hire him this past season as the OC. He stayed at Washington, and I think because he, you know, he, him and Kalen DeBoer are very close, but also. He wants to be a college head coach. If they continue to have the offense that he has, I don't know why you wouldn't consider him an A and M. Um, you know, there are some other coaches. You know, Tulane's coach, obviously. Um, you know, who just signed a, a big deal, but what he's done at Tulane to to redo that. Um, I think there's just a lot of other options, but 
you know, does AM want to do young, unproven head coach, first time head coach? I mean, that's the you know, or, or do they go the other direction? They call Urban Meyer and yeah. get him out of retirement um, at Fox and, and have him go coach AM, right? I mean, that feels like the first call they make, right, is to Urban and say, hey, man, do you want this job? Um, you know, we've seen what he's done at, at two places now. So I, I, I don't know what direction they'd go, but I think I feel comfortable thinking that he just, whatever direction it is, it won't be with Jimbo next season. By the way, uh, number one, Georgia riding a 22-game winning streak. By the way, that's the longest in Georgia football history. And they got a test today. I mean, did you see Kentucky dismantle Florida last week? Yeah. Uh, Georgia escaped on the road against Auburn. Georgia, like Alabama, and you just, I mean, we talked about this last week. You can't just lose five or six first round picks every year and hope to replenish, you know, yeah. immediately uh, those positions. Uh, just how vulnerable, I mean, Georgia is at home, but this is an undefeated Kentucky team. Like I said last week, just took apart Florida. Yeah, we're, we're waiting for that this is Georgia game. Mm-hmm. It does feel like tonight could be some of this. Kentucky is just very one-dimensional in offense. Right. They run the ball, and that's about it. Yeah, Devin Leary is completing about 50%, 50-ish percent of passes, right? some in the 50s, which is obviously not ideal if you want to compete against Georgia. You just can't be one-dimensional, right? And so I feel like this is the game we might see Georgia break out. And it's also worth noting, you mentioned their, their win last weekend at, at Auburn, right? A trend around the country— for most teams outside of, I think, Michigan, is the first conference road game for top 10 teams has been really tough, right? Florida State at BC, uh, Arizona, uh, Washington went to Arizona last weekend, won by seven. Oregon played at, uh, you know, Oregon played at uh, at Stanford, was 14-6 at, at, at halftime. Penn State was tied with Northwestern halftime the first conference road game uh we've just seen this throughout the you know throughout the country this year uh those are some examples i I think there's more to be had there um and so i i I wouldn't hold that against them steve is my point like i think that we have to wait to see how they play today to decide if last week was what they are or just you know you grind out a home win which again i mean a road win which is hard, hard to win on the road man you know we saw today like washington state right this is the first conference road game didn't look good. It's it's hard to win on the road. It's hard to win conference road games, especially when you haven't done it yet. And so today will be the barometer for me on how good Georgia is going to be this season. All right. I want to switch gears momentarily. I know this is Fox Football Saturday, but we have the division series starting today in Major League Baseball. By the way, a guy that you and I are both fans of, Bruce Bochy. I've known oh, Bruce well, since he first Bruce. got the job with uh, the Padres back in 1995. He's uh, He's a dear friend. Uh, I tried to convince him to come back to the Padres. He tried to convince me with a wink-wink that he was retired. He unretired with the Rangers. So the Rangers collapse right at the end of the year to blow the division title. They go into Tampa, win two straight, and now he opens up with a win on the road against the Orioles. This guy knows how to navigate the postseason. So the Rangers are up 1-0 in that series. But to me, the big story today, and this is crazy. So Arizona, and again, I was just, like I said, in Phoenix this week. Diamondbacks take care of business against the Brewers. Who saw that coming? Um, so they're they're ready to take on the Dodgers. Uh, Kershaw obviously will start for the Dodgers, but the choice of pitcher for Arizona is hilarious. Uh, Merrill Kelly is is starting for the Diamondbacks, uh, and he's you know he's been a pretty solid starter. You know, not a one guy, but you know, pretty solid starter. But in 16 career starts against the Dodgers, yeah, he is 0 and 11 with a 5.40 90 RA. Now I don't know if that's the guy you want starting. 
game one <laughs> a division series. He is 0-11 in 16 career starts against the Dodgers yeah. with a 549 ERA. If the Dodgers lose to the Diamondbacks after losing oh. the Padres last year, that's, yeah. I'm going to laugh very heartily. Bruce Bochy, um, obviously I'm a Giants baseball fan. I would love to have him back. Um, yes. But, you know, when he got to the Giants, and I actually did not appreciate him early when he was with the Giants. Plus, they didn't have good players, part right, of it, right? right. Like they, the the transition from the Bonds years to you know Tim Lincecum to them, the team they had that won the championship. I never gave him the credit he deserved until the postseason. Like he is a wizard in the postseason. He knows. Think and, about this: those three World Series wins, 2010, 12, and fourteen. They were not favored in any of those years. No. I mean, you um, had you had Buster Posey, you had Sandoval, you had a couple of guys, 100, 100 and then it was sort of pitching. you know pitching by committee would change up with the bull. It seemed like every well, the, time he made a move, stuff. It, it, was it was unbelievable. Stuff. Yeah. It was the bullpen stuff. He was so good. Georgia up seven nothing, buddy. Yeah, told you it's a Georgia breakout game. They uh, Georgia so will drive touchdown. Um, the way he manages the bullpen, man, like he doesn't do the analytics thing, which I, exactly. I, I which I'm not, I'm not against. By the way, I'm totally not against it. It's what, got, it's what got the Gabe Kapler fired, right? Like, it, it, you have to have a little bit of both, right? You have to have a little bit of my gut and the numbers. Both right. of those are. He, you both, know, here's the he, thing about he Boach. That. He'll Boach will say, "I give me the analytics, fine. I give me numbers. I'll, I'll but that's not going to be the deciding factor. I mean, I, it will be part of the equation." But I'm I'm going to go with my gut. Like he's a former major league catcher, um, yep. and and any anyone that spent two minutes with Boach, you fall in love with this guy. You know he's a big man, gigantic he's, head. I mean the head. He's a size eight head, eight, 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 love, eight and an eighth. <laughs> I love when he walks the mound too. He looks just like like Bigfoot walking, <laughs> like in, in, in that Zapruder video of Bigfoot. He just like he's a, he's long. His arms like dragging. He's yeah. like walks the mound. I'm so happy for him and you know, being in the situation where. You know, he, he goes to the Rangers year one. Now they have a better team they had last year, but yeah. there's no surprise that I think that he's where he's at um, in the postseason considering all the success he had in San Francisco. Um, and, you know, a manager, I think he embodies what a manager is for baseball, right? Is that, you know, it's a long season, so you have to do a good job of keeping guys fresh and keeping guys um, interested in, in, you know, in in the game each week, right? In the game each day. And make sure guys are, are enjoying themselves, um, getting enough at bats, getting enough pitching opportunities in the postseason, man. It's what he does. It's it's the let me give you an example. Matchups today. They're they're leading three to two. It's the eighth inning, bottom of the eighth inning. Runners on first and second, no outs for the Orioles. Chapman has just bounced a pitch to walk a batter to put two on right. And here's Araldis Chapman, obviously at the back end of his career, and you can see Bochi in the dugout. Almost any other manager would panic, right? Okay, I, he can't throw a strike. I got to get this guy out of there. He stays with him, gets the double play ball, and then strike out. I, he, again, his instincts with the bullpen are unmatched. He yeah. is the best instinct yeah. manager as far as the bullpen in Major League Baseball. It's yeah, crazy. It's, yeah, and... Um... It just stinks. I like watching postseason baseball. It just feels very oh, tough yeah. to have it on Saturday. Yeah, like, it's t- it's and Saturday, Sunday to say Saturday. the least. Uh, we have no Sunday, obviously. Games will be on Monday, but uh, Saturday a little tough with all the college football. All right, on the other side, we're going to start getting into some of these matchups. Uh, NFL Sunday. We got some buys this week. We got an international game. A little potpourri of activities. Plus. What happened to the Commanders in that big blowout loss at home against the Bears? We're going to break it down. This is Fox Football Saturday. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. To the pistol, Travis in the gun. Handoff, Benson running right around Uh-oh. the edge. Has speed. 25-30. Near sideline. 40, 50, a foot race. 40, 30. Angling middle. You're not going to catch him. Trot in there, baby. House call. 85 yards for the brick. Touchdown, Florida State. Touchdown, F. That's Jeff Colhane right there from Learfield, number five, Florida State. A convincing 39-17 victory today over Virginia Tech. The Seminoles are at 5-0. I was watching Clemson barely eke out a win at home against Wake Forest. Uh, of course, they're sitting with two losses right now, unranked. How, how good is Florida State here, Jeff? I think they're a title contender this year. Um, you know, they, 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 so, you know, to me... Title contenders have to have a couple different things, right? And Florida State sort of checks the boxes, right? Um, quarterback, good quarterback, right? Is he great? He's good, right? He's good. He has moments where he where he has great plays, right? Um, they have explosive weapons to get you explosive plays in the passing game. It's a huge importance when you play really good defense. You can't go 12-play drives uh, all the time. Too many bad things happen, right? You need explosive play options. Number three is they rush the passer. Right, like that's my third thing. They rush the passer well. They have a good defensive line, and so they're certainly in the conversation for um, playoff contender. Especially in a year where 
you know, they're, Georgia's the favorite to me still. Um, but like that's you know, like that's just default for now. Uh, there's Georgia. There is. Um, you know, I mean, Alabama, I think, is still in, in the hunt, right, uh, for mm-hmm. a playoff berth. You have, um, you know, out west, you obviously have Oregon and Washington and USC. And if Cam Rising ever comes back, you have Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. You have Florida State, Miami. Miami's good. They win tonight. They'll have another, you know, uh, I believe they'll be undefeated. Um, and they're going to have opportunity to... Um, to play North Carolina next weekend, I believe. They're going to have an opportunity to play Clemson coming up. They're going to have an opportunity to play Florida State coming up. So uh, Miami is certainly in discussion for, for a playoff team. They, they, have North, they, they, have Georgia, they have Georgia Tech tonight, then at North Carolina, then they have a home game against Clemson, and they go to Florida State on Saturday, November 11th. Ooh, no, that, that day is Saturday, Saturday, November 11th, very quickly. Steve. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, no more going to be. Yeah. How about this? It's going to be Miami at Florida State. It's going to be USC at Oregon, and it's mm. going to be uh, Utah at Washington. Nice, Ooh, nice, I'm babe. Uh, the one thing I'm, I'm missing though, Florida State does not have North Carolina on their schedule. Remember, no more divisions right. anymore. So, yes. top two records will face off in the ACC championship game. You know, you mentioned Drake May. Obviously, everyone had him. You know, top three going into the season. Carolina's undefeated right now. He's putting up big numbers. I think he had 447 and three touchdowns today. Uh, He is that good. But, you know, it would be nice to see him maybe do it against a Florida State. You know, one of those type of games. Uh, But they are not on the schedule, although potentially uh, could face off each other uh, in that ACC championship game. All right, let's get to a little NFL football as we head into week five. And, and again, when we get into week five in the NFL season, Jeff – um, because you break it down, you break down the numbers. I mean, you're, you you know, like very few people do. Um, how much can you tell after five weeks or four weeks, you know, as we go into week five? Is is anything really changed from where you started the season in terms of getting a better feel of how good or how bad some of these teams are? Um, well, definitely more on the bad, I feel like, right? Um, yeah. You know, Steelers offense, Patriots offense to me are two surprises. I thought they'd be better. Um, Eagles offense just not as good not that big of a surprise but just not as good um, the the good I think is Brock Purdy might be real like he, oh, yeah. look, he's, he's even played he's barely played half a season of games as a starter uh, remind season, me but, again how many regular season games has he lost zero he's undefeated in the regular season zero he um, had one incomplete pass last like, week if he was on the Cardinals, he might not even play. Yeah. But he's on the best offense that's suited for him. He doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, but he puts the ball where it's, he needs yeah, to be. I, I agree. No, he's done a great job. I'm not disparaging him at all. I, he's done a great job. I didn't think. I, I think a lot of us were sort of like, yeah, you know, year two. I, I let's see if he can do it again. It feels like he's doing it again. So there hasn't been much, in my opinion, of the positive, right? Like I think a lot to me is a lot of things I was wrong about early on, uh, are on sort of like the team's not playing as well as I thought. Uh, I did not think the Giants were going to be good or the Vikings going to be good. So that, none of that surprises me about how that's going so far. Uh, what surprises do you have for you? Well, I, I look, I think the New York teams, uh, for different reasons. I mean, the Giants, as bad as they are, just because I didn't think 
Brian Dable was capable of being the coach of a team this bad. They're I mean, not, I mean, just Steve, I mean, they're not that talented. I it's understand the, that, but you figure that Daniel Jones, who he already has more interceptions than he threw all of last year. You paid him for an outlier season. Yeah, but uh, outlier season. I mean, the the idea was Dable is sort of the quarterback whisper. What he was able to do with Josh Allen and develop his game in Buffalo, and at, at the very least. You figure, all right, so Daniel Jones, I mean, he's, you know, 15 touchdowns, five picks, but nothing overly impressive. Yeah. He can run the ball, obviously. But you, you didn't figure he would take not just a step backwards, yeah. but I mean like a leap backwards yeah. in his game. I just didn't think that was going to happen with Brian Dable. Now, one game, I, I, last week, we're sitting here doing, uh, you know, Red Zone Radio, and it's 28-7 to Bears. I mean, here, here are the Broncos coming off that humiliating 70-20 to 20 loss. They give up three touchdowns in one quarter. I was actually saying at the time, what's worse, giving up 70 points to the Dolphins or 21 in one quarter to the Bears? Um, and so they're down 28-7. And we're just thinking, okay, what, what, what kind of spin is Sean Payton going to put on this one? Like, yeah. is he going to continue to blame Nathaniel Hackett for the fact that the Broncos are the worst team in the league? And then they come back and win. And now they're hosting the Jets. Uh, you know, this was a game that a lot of people had circled before the season. You know, the whole Hackett getting revenge Peter against. Thing, yeah. And I am trying to get a read on this game. Denver, obviously, a slight favorite at home. Uh, so it was all it was everything rectified by the Broncos after that come from behind win against the Bears last week, or are they still at ground zero? Because I I still, I mean, like I said, when you're down 28-7 to a Bears team that had done nothing offensively yeah. up until that point, um, that to me was beyond embarrassing. They're, they're better on offense. Um, yep. But defensively, they're a wreck, man. Oof. And so they have to win. Sunday. There's no. They have to win Sunday because they put. They, they go to Kansas City on Thursday next week, and they haven't beaten the Chiefs. They've actually won a Super Bowl more recently than they have beaten the Chiefs, uh, which is a fun NFL little factoid there. Um, so, like, this is a this is a must win. It's a must win, and you have to do it against a Zach Wilson led Jets offense that I I just don't see happening. It doesn't. It's not happening again, right? Like what he did. What he did last week. He kind of caught lightning in the bottle for about. 25 minutes. Yeah. You didn't play terrible in the fourth quarter. Everyone wants to, Steve, I've been on my soapbox this week about the officiating. I think, I think blaming officials for all this stuff is very lazy analysis of, of games. Um, but I, I will say that, um, you know, the, uh, the, the reason the Jets lost that game was Zach Wilson fumbled the ball that he had, that he had, in his hands, and the Chiefs recovered and kicked the field goal. To win. Like it's Zach Wilson, so I don't expect Zach Wilson to play that well again today, or excuse me, again tomorrow. I just don't on the road. I, I don't see it. No consistency in this game ever. All right, I have another big, 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 big story in the NFL. I'm going to get to on the other side, but first, let's find out what is trending. By the way, we're live from the TireRack.com studios. Martin is still here. That's right. I'm still here, and I'll be here, Steve. <laughs> I'm going to be here for a while. You are not going anywhere. Martin was talking about an arrangement I've been living under for the last year. Jeff, this living is Living with my uh, ex-wife, sharing the same house with my ex-wife for the last year. And uh, I know you've told me. Yeah, I know. It's you know, it's 
I mean, it's very similar, Steve, to what the New York Jets fans are doing. They got a divorce from Zach Wilson. They married Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers goes down on week four. They move back in with Zach Wilson. They're like, everything is fine, even though in his best game ever, like Jeff just said, he threw in a, he fumbled the ball away with a chance to win it. Well, and the thing about it is you're reminded, if you're a Jets fan, why it was you went out to get Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. And it's the same reason I'm reminded almost every day of why my – ex-wife and I got divorced. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could only imagine. Went from uh, <laughs> married to roommates. That's a yeah. tough one. Yeah. All right. In college football right now, the number one team in the nation, the Georgia Bulldogs, they took a 7 nothing lead early versus number 23 in Kentucky. Right now, a ball in the end zone for Georgia, depending on we're seeing if that's going to be a touchdown upon review. Could be 13 nothing Right now, it's 7 nothing. Number two team in the nation, Michigan about to kick off against Minnesota. The winner of that one takes a little brown jug. Also about to start, number 10, Notre Dame, and number 25, Louisville, and number 16, Arkan- I mean, number 16, Ole Miss versus Arkansas. Just wrapped up, number 5, Florida State with a 39-17 win over Virginia Tech. Alabama, the 11th-ranked team in the nation, hung on 26-20 over Texas A&M. And UCLA upset the 13th-ranked team in the nation, Washington State, 25-17. Major League Baseball, bottom of the eighth for the Twins and the Astros. Houston with a 6-4 lead. Phillies and the Braves in the top of the fifth. Phillies with a one-run lead. Earlier today, the Rangers beat the Orioles 3-2. They got a 1-0 lead in the ALDS. And we have Diamondbacks versus Dodgers for the night cap of the NLDS, all of these games, the first game of the series. In the NFL, the Colts and Jonathan Taylor agreed to a three-year, $42 million contract with $26 million guaranteed. I don't know, Jeff, maybe we'll stop talking about running backs being paid after this one. Uh, expect to see him Sunday versus the Titans. In the Packers and the Raiders game, got a few questionable players there. Running back Aaron Jones for Green Bay, questionable. Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams, his shoulder's bothering him. He's questionable as well. Bills activate Bills, I'm sorry, the Bills activate pass rusher Von Miller off the PUP list ahead of the Jaguars game across the pond and the Bills will travel to London to take on the Jaguars who have been there now already for what two weeks now I'm Martin Weiss back to you all right Martin thank you very much once again we're coming to you live from the tire studios all right Jeff what do Baker Mayfield CJ Stroud Joshua Dobbs and Justin Fields have in common so I just gave you four quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield, C.J. Stroud, Joshua Dobbs, and Justin Fields. I don't know. You tell me. They all have a higher passer rating than Patrick Mahomes. Right now, Patrick Mahomes' passer rating is ranked 16th yeah. in the NFL. So this phenomenon with his tight end and Taylor Swift has taken over the NFL. And the NFL, by the way, is going to ride that pony as long as they, they can. Are. People are so weirdly angry about it. They like, are. Oh, well, I mean, cares. they're. But, and, and Kelsey's like, yeah, it's not a distraction, although he said too much is being made of it, but he acknowledges he's the reason this happened in the first place. But yeah, he, he's not the reason why. This is not. His, his play or, is not the reason why the offense is. Is a little all right. So right I mean, they go on the road against yeah. a Vikings team that last year, of course, were eleven and zero in one score games. Started the year zero and three in one score games this year. Um, but the Chiefs are not playing great by any stretch. Yeah. I mean, they struggled to beat the Jets. Um, well, they, they, that's not that surprising. They you know they, they were they went to overtime with the Texans on the road last year, uh, lost uh, the Colts. Uh, well, the let's start with Mahomes. I mean, like I said, he's sixteenth in the league in in passer rating. What's yeah. going on? So um, they're missing. Um, I never thought I would say this. Like they're missing uh, a 
Juju Smith-Schuster in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. They don't have that middle of the field receiver that he trusts yet. Um, they have MVS, who, who certainly can take the top off of defense and, and certainly is capable to go deep. But they're still missing sort of that, that intermediate, the intermediate wide receiver. Um, and look, they have a lot of guys on the roster. I'm sure they'll, they'll, someone will come forward soon. But that's that's what I'm seeing. It's just they're missing a little bit of that um, in in their offense. By the way, Georgia's up 14 nothing already. I told you, this is the Georgia game. The Georgia's yep. back game. Um, and that's what they're missing, Steve. They're missing that, that middle of the field. I mean, Juju last year ended up having over 60 catches, I think. Um, I think I think people sort of don't realize that that he he had that role for the Chiefs last season, and they're missing they're just missing that middle of the field um, option for Patrick Mahomes. Well, and, let me ask you this because the the the, the hype on Tom wait, Brady wait, wait. was seventy eight catches last season in Kansas City. I understand, but yeah. Tom Brady was the guy who could make anybody a star wide receiver, right? I mean, yes. and 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 that's that was the feeling again a year ago. You know, I was pushing the panic button with Tyreek Hill gone, and they answered by winning a Super Bowl. So they didn't seem to miss a beat. Um, but are we over exaggerating Patrick Mahomes' ability? It doesn't matter no. who he throws to; they're going to become star wide receivers. Um, but but he he's never really done that, right? I right. mean, Tyreek Hill is playing great in Miami too. Yeah. What Mahomes does is spread the ball around and it doesn't it doesn't affect, you know, the offense. Like he, you know, 10, 12, 13 guys will catch a pass in a game and um that's the offense. Like that and that's okay. He's not making anyone into a better wide receiver. He's not getting guys paid. I feel like people know that he's just they're running in the Does that make sense? Like he's mm-hmm. not he's not had to do that. To be honest with you, Travis Kelsey and him have a special relationship, and, and Travis Kelsey's probably not the same player with someone else. But he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to make someone better than they are because the, the offense sort of takes care of it. But they're missing that. They're they're missing that like veteran middle of the field guy this year. They're relying on a lot of young guys to, to be that player, not named Travis Kelsey. It's like a middle field wide receiver. You know, Juju had 78 catches last season. They're, they're missing that type of player. All right, so Taylor Swift, I would imagine, is not going to be in Minnesota. Never know, man. Love love is, uh, you know, love makes you do things that uh, you, you didn't think you'd ever do. You're I, have you been hearing Kelsey club. talk about this on his podcast and with his brother? It's like... I, is it a is it a romance? What is this? And by the way, I mean I can't turn on the TV without Kelsey being in yet another commercial. So um, I mean I mean he, the hype train is yeah. off the rails right now. The, and the thing is, Steve. Yeah, I don't care what the relationship is. Let well, me, you it, would care about it if it has an adverse effect on the team. I, you're rooting I don't think for. it does though. I don't, I don't think it does at all. I don't know. They don't look right. If they, I'm, and by the it's, way, I mean, it's so funny how the a three and one team who probably has I haven't looked at the odds recently who probably has the second or third best odds to win the Super Bowl is not playing well. With okay, well, what if they go offense. look at the certainly Minnesota <laughs> certainly capable of beating and Kirk Cousins yeah. leads the NFL in touchdown passes, so he's yeah, the capable. They might be really they good. may be due for a breakout game. Yeah, you know, Chiefs they've defense, been though, is good, buddy. Yeah, like that's a whole Minnie's game. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so if we're talking down the road and the uh, Chiefs lay an egg. In Minnesota, and because you, you know how cheese fans are like, whoa, 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 
We got everything going so well right now. We we don't need this. Because anything bad happens to this team. This is what, you remember when Tony Romo was dating, uh, what was it, Jessica Jess- Simpson? Jessica Simpson, yeah. Yeah, and they lost, and they they put the blame on her. Ah! This, yeah. is how, this is how football fans, they don't want this kind of destruction. I don't know if Chiefs fans are blaming Taylor Swift, though. I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> but had they lost that Jets game? I was watching, I was following social media during that game. They said, yeah, she'll be going home with Zach Wilson after this game. Oh, well, that yeah, they're mocking, they were mocking, obviously, uh, yeah. the situation. Um, I don't think it's a distraction. Actually, if there's one team that could handle it, it's probably the Chiefs, just the way that they operate, knowing you know how they operate in the building. Um, but obviously, the offense just has to be better. Um, and they have to find ways to, to get the middle of the field opened up. Uh, and I don't know who that person's going to be. It, it might be... It might be Rishi Rice. It might be. It's probably not Sky Moore. Everyone's clamoring for Justin Ross. I mean, I don't think the Chiefs go wide receiver in the trade market, and it's very unlikely that that happens. I know there's talk about that all the time, but that's not what they do. Uh, I have faith they'll figure it out. I mean, come on, like it's they, they figure it out every year. By the way, Brock Purdy's passer rating this year, not only the best in the league, but I mean, he is. I mean, it helps to have Christian McCaffrey in your backfield, though. That's amazing. He he's the only running back that I've seen that's worth that big money right now. Yeah, right because he 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 does so much for them, and he I, uh, he he's worth it. The issue is right now. I'm gonna do the math because I'm gonna make sure I'm right on this. I believe he is on pace. Oh my, I have actually I have an actual calculator on my desk. It's not working right now. Right. I I believe he is on pace for 300. And 40, 340 rushing attempts this season. Right. Which is wild. Yes, 340 rushing attempts. He can't do that. You, 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 you can't do that and then also have, you know, 75 uh, uh, receiving target. LT find, did it back in the day. Yeah, Ladanian yeah, Tomlinson did it. You know, there's a couple of guys. I looked at the list that would have been yeah. over 400. It's hard to do. It's hard to do that. Like, well, especially, especially when you have a history. history of injuries yes. like he has. Yes. Uh, but how do you not want the ball in his hands? I mean, I guess that's the well, problem. Well, times when they're playing well, and he, keep, he keeps him in the game. I'm like, yeah. dude, get him out of the game, Kyle. Get him out. Because mm-hmm. if he goes out for a extended period of time, the offense is just much different, right? And mm-hmm. you lose kind of, I think, the dynamic nature of the multiple different options you have on that offense. All right. On the other side, again, uh, you need to be listening to Jeff, you know, on Sunday mornings with the guys because he'll give you all his picks there uh, on the countdown to kickoff. But but we're going to get one game. I'm going to get one game out of you. A little sneak peek. Okay. A little a little sampling of what's to come tomorrow morning. Keep it right here for all the best on your college football Saturday and your NFL Sundays. This is Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. 
Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 31 homers on the season for Jordan, 26 years old. There's one out with the runner on first. Over delivers. And that one's hammered. See, senor. Deep into the seats in right field. He got the change up. That was all over it. Three nothing Astros on a pair of homers. That's Sports Talk 790 KBME, Astros Radio Network. Astros take care of business today with a 6-4 win over the Minnesota Twins, taking game one of that American League Division series. And that's also our progressive play of the day. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Steve Harbin, Jeff Schwartz. This is Fox Football. Saturday. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. Want to thank the crew today. Lorena, just uh, again, runaway rookie of the year. I mean, she has just dominated uh, from day one, and uh, we appreciate it, Lorena. Doing thank a great you. job. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Martin just doing double duty. I mean, I it's unbelievable. It. He's he's here. He's doing updates. And now he's going to get ready for a show of VJ. And of course, Brandon is our esteemed producer. Uh, he was very excited to find that A.J. Preller is going nowhere as general manager nope, of the nope, Padres. Nope, 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 Oh, that's right. You're upset about that. Yeah, as well you should be. It's complacency. Yeah. They actually Sides ended up with soft, a winning record. Man. That's unbelievable. They had a losing record since May, and they finished with a flourish to get to 82-80. and 80. Well, they played some of the worst teams in the last two weeks of the they season. They did take advantage of so, that. So. It's a little inflated. But. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I stopped paying attention to baseball in July. So yeah, I know uh, When that. my team just decided to just be the most boring team possible, which was which was true because we had no good no – good, no good, we had one good baseball player. He's a pitcher. Uh, well, you're going to have a new manager. Any any choice there at manager? Can Bruce Bochy come back? <laughs> uh, he seems comfortable in that Texas Rangers. Uh, you know what's amazing about Bochy? So obviously, he's already done enough. He'll be a, in the Hall of Fame once he's eligible. you got to retire. Um, but he actually had a losing career record 
Yeah. It was actually below 500. So, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, he wins 90 games this year with Texas. Another year like this, and at least his career record will be over 500. There's only a few coaches in baseball history that have three championships and 1,500 wins. Correct. Um, it's it's pretty remarkable what what he's done as a manager. Right. Um, so far, you know, just well, he his... even got the Padres to a World Series. So yeah. believe me, he's as soon as he's eligible, finally retires. Uh, Bruce Bochy, along with guys like Dusty Baker, will be a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're, Glad they're... he got his championship though. He, yeah, not he needed it, but it's nice that he, Dusty got one. Absolutely. One of the great guys. So, uh, yeah, we got some legendary managers out there. All right. So, Jeff, uh, obviously tomorrow morning you guys are going to be, you know, shuffling all kinds of numbers out there. And, you know, it's just so crazy. I mean, when you look at like that Chiefs-Jets game, right? And Chiefs are struggling, but in the end they, they get the scramble by Mahomes and I think they were what eight point favorites, eight and a half, something like that. It, it, it went from nine and a half down to seven and a half. Right, and then he slides. Yeah, yeah. he slides. <laughs> he could have probably gotten into the end zone. Oh, he would have. He would have been. But in, he, he slid in. inbounds so Smart they could play. just run out the clock. And obviously, if you're betting the Chiefs to cover, you go home a loser. Uh, I, again, I, I watch a play like that, and I just don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, I mean, it's just... I, I, imagine watching UCLA today. Yeah, I'm wondering how I do it. It stinks. It, gambling sports stinks, and you do it anyways. Um, <laughs> so, all um, right. So let's let's let's. I, I'm, I'm going to ask you about one game because I was we were talking to Adam Kaplan about this game earlier. The Rams are four point dogs at home. And I am hearing people jumping all over the Rams at this. Like, the Eagles have underperformed. Uh, the Rams are getting Cooper Cup back in this game. Puka Nakua, obviously, has been an incredible rookie fine for this Rams team. Uh, they're sitting at 2-2. Two two. I mean, I predicted the Rams are going to be the worst team in the league. They're far from it, obviously. Yeah. Uh, any any feel for that game at all? No, I don't have a feel for, for that one. Um, that's not a wager I have made. Um, I can give you a couple others that I have. All right, let's. All right, I don't want to give away everything, but what do you no, got? No, it's fine. Um, so New England's favored by one over the Saints. Yes. All right. Um, I think you mentioned the stat to Adam Kaplan. Saints have four offensive touchdowns in four in four games. Yeah, the last time games. the Saints started a season with four offensive touchdowns in their first four games was yeah. 1975. So this is basically. If the Patriots do not win this game, this is the end of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I think the end is near anyways, right. as we know it. But this is like it. Like, this is the end of the Patriots. If if they don't win this game against a beat-up Saints team, against a quarterback that hasn't played well, I know you're out Judon. I know you're out uh, you know, Christian Gonzalez. I get all those things. But if you cannot win this game, just pack it up for the season. Like, it's done for the season. So I think New England covers a one here. I'm pretty happy being on the Patriots in this spot. I got the under is is a low number, thirty nine, but man, yeah, I'm go smelling under. Under. I think under feels very appropriate here yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, Mike Tomlin is thirteen six and two against the spread as a home underdog. Right. Betting on the Titans and the Steelers as home underdogs is good business. Mike Vrabel's incredible as a home dog. The Ravens and Steelers for the last five games they played are within three points. I got the Steelers plus four. I got it's four and a half now. I know they might not be able to pick it, but like, does it really matter? Trubisky's not going to play much worse than Kenny Pickett has. Yeah. This is a division game, and the Steelers did not play well last weekend. This they have their prideful team, prideful organization. They're playing their rival. 
I'm good with with eating the, with, uh, with with getting a lot of points here, man. I'm fine with it. I'm with you on that game. I mean, again, Steelers have looked awful, and they oh, really. Yeah. I mean, Pickett has not played well. Uh, so many people are jumping on the uh, Steeler hype going into the season. So was I. I'm, but, I that's my mistake. But Tomlin wins. This is the perfect Tomlin game, right? Yeah. Four and a half point dog at home. If, you know, Ravens are better. And somehow he just sneaks out wins out there. Uh, is Miami going to just blow the doors off the Giants? Yes. I I, I didn't play the 12 or whatever, but it's going to be bad. Because I mean, they just got blown out last what weekend. What did the it, Bills do to shut down that Dolphins attack? Physical. Hit mm. Tua. Hit the wide receivers. That's what you have to do against them. You have to just be physical. Yeah, we'll see if it happens again. Jeff, it is always an honor. It's always a pleasure. You'll be leading into my show tomorrow. Keep it right here, folks. Much more coming up. This is Fox Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.